1077 The Pulse, News Talk 98.1 WTSN. Welcome back. Kale and Company for a Thursday. And uh, very happy to welcome back Dr. Barry Taylor. And our segment is Getting Healthy with Dr. Barry Taylor. Good afternoon, sir. All hail, Ken. Hail. <laughs> I, I feel like putting on my toga. <laughs> I would Great love to see you in a voice. toga. Uh, I would I love would to lo- see you in a toga. I'd love to see a glass of elderberry wine in your hand. That that would be nice too. It's it's not easy to come by. So it's not easy to come by. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Good to hear your laugh. But one one of these days when this is all over, uh, we we'll sit down and share some elderberry wine together. I look forward to that. Uh, I look forward to that. And, boy, we're going to both need some Sherlock Holmes uh, sleuthing to find it because <laughs> I've, I've been looking. It's uh, Yeah. I saw a number of people who said they used to make it and not so much anymore. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Let's we'll put see. Our heads we, together. We will, I guarantee you, by, by the time we're able to sit down together, we will come up with it. Between the two okay. of us, one of us will come up with it for sure, maybe both of us. <laughs> I love your attitude. There you go. I, what a, what it, a it, great! You're setting the table for the whole show. Optimism, inspiration, open to possibility. Even if it's elderberry wine that's not made anymore. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll squeeze squeeze those grapes ourselves if we have to. <laughs> oh boy, listen to you. <laughs> Stop great. on them. Squeeze them. Whatever it takes. Whatever but you know, I, I, I have to tell you, though, on a personal note, I have to tell you that I have uh, recently, because I, I, I saw them in the uh, in a store, I, I bought some uh, elderberry supplements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I have been uh, I've been taking one every day for maybe the last uh, couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say it's it's changed me completely, but uh, you know I, right. <laughs> I've I've been taking them. <laughs> Not growing any extra hair on the places that are a little <clears throat> smoothed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately not. It's tough. It's tough enough these days to get a haircut, you know. So uh... <laughs> really, it, yeah. do you know a place to go? It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, speaking... it's a it's good to be bald these days. Uh huh. God, I used to shave my head about 10, 15 years ago. It was quite an interesting just to take the razor from the front of your forehead to the back and just, that was a trip. That was quite an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Barry Taylor is with us. He is the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health and Healing. And uh, today uh, we're going to be let in on uh, the top 10 Secret love your body tips. How about that? I know. I know. For free. Secret For tips. Free. What have free I been of doing charge the last here. Four, yeah. The last 40, 45 years. So um, th- these are going to be tips that are going to both be physical as well as just opening ourselves up. You, you know that you, you've been a fabulous cheerleader for my book that focuses on, you know, what is health and the nature of that like our body is working better, and what's healing, as in we're able to connect to more aspects of 
life, whether it's we're able to connect to different emotions or different possibilities mentally, we're more curious rather than fixed and, 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 and arguing for being right. So the first tip for me is the secret tip is wake up every morning, write down a minimum of three, maybe five things you're grateful for. Start making a practice and a ritual for what is it you're grateful for. It could be the smallest things. My shoelaces haven't broken. (laughs) I've I've got a glass for my water. How about I've got water? You know how many people on the planet don't have fresh water? So just write down things that you feel is a blessing for you. And then before you go to sleep, read the list again. And every morning in a journal, in a diary, write it down. Don't just do it in your head. It's very, very important that you write it down and see what happens. And and if any of the listeners don't believe me, do it for 21 days, do it for 30 days. That's all you need. It's part of one of the practices that people do in the Love Your Body program. But outside of a Love Your Body program, just do it as a practice and see what happens in terms of what I'm going to call the context of your life. If you start noticing how much workable life is as opposed to we all have some burdens, we all have stresses, we all have challenges. Some of our challenges are really, really big, and some of them are small. Some of them are small, and they seem big. So the first secret of a real tip for self-care, really taking care of yourself, is, is to focus on what you're grateful for, write it down, relook at it before you go to sleep, and then the next morning, don't just presume you're going to write the same three things down. And, and allow yourself to be thankful for anything. Don't edit. That's why it's real easy to do three, four, five, seven things. That's my Don't first tip. edit it, folks. And, and, Don't edit it. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and I'll say one more time, gratitude practice. <clears throat> you can look up a wonderful monk. His name's Brother David. That's all you need. It's a Google Brother David. And he'll send you a, great, a gratefulness tip every morning if you want your email. If you don't, read some of the things he talks about, about the nature of gratefulness and having gratitude as a practice to really start implanting in the frequencies of your brain. He, he's an amazing man. He's been using it as a, a, as a way. It's not any more Christian than it is Jewish, than it is Islamic. It's a, it's a practice of opening ourselves up. Second is totally different. Ready? Drink four glasses of really good water a day. We are 78, 80% water. Most of the clients I've seen the last 40, 50 years are dehydrated. You don't have to have tons of wrinkles and have your skin sagging at 60, 70 years old, although if you do, that's a real good sign. But people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, people don't drink enough water. I said yeah. optimal water, ideally, but that's a whole separate other show in terms of the what's in the water, the fluoride and the chemicals and the bacteria. And if you knew what's in the water coming out of your tap, oh, my goodness. On the other hand, it's not that great to keep buying plastic bottles from the store, whether you, no matter where you get it from. Um, so I'm just going to leave it as most people don't drink enough water. And it's a secret tip. 
that you will feel better. Your body will work physically better if you do a minimum of four good glasses of water. That's, that's a minimum of a quart, as much as a half a quart. But now you don't have to, uh, uh, excuse me, a half a gallon. You don't have to drink a gallon of water. Now it's like, oh, my God, my life's over. I'm in the bathroom the whole time. No. Uh, four or five glasses, minimum four glasses of water a day is an amazing tip of how your bowels will work, how everything else in your body will work. It's hard to imagine because you and I think we're a bag of bones and muscles and flesh. We are 78% water. Hmm. So, so four that, glasses that of means... water a day. I'm writing these down, so, Dr. Taylor. So four glasses okay. of water. All right. Okay. About now, a half now, gallon? That's or... way too much. A half gallon would be uh, too much too unless much. you're a big too guy. And, and you're not a 250, 300-pound guy not, or girl. Not yet. So, not yet. Not yet. Not happening. No. Four or five glasses is plenty. <laughs> Obviously, if somebody's you know, a 90, 100-pound, that's not you either. You know, most people, four glasses is a good number to think about. You heard the name Kellogg of Battle Creek? You know, yes, Kellogg indeed. was an MD. He was a medical doctor. And and I, I got taught out of a book he wrote on dietetics. Boy, if he knew about what was happening with cornflakes and Cheerios, he'd be rolling over his grave. He was a real natural food guy. Whole, he was a whole food guy. Um, he also was a, a in the early part of the century of the 1900s, a lot of those doctors were like nature pets. And, and they, now the word vitamin was only um, coined in 1912 by a guy named Casimir Funk, little factoid there. So, so people weren't into taking vitamins, but they sure as heck were into taking herbs of different kinds, medicinal herbs. And the other thing about these nature cure doctors, which Kellogg was, is that they were into hydrotherapy. So the two books that I have in my library, and these are like six, seven, eight inch, but these are huge volumes. One is on dietetics. The other is on hydrotherapy, hot and cold, the use of compresses, the uses of saunas and steams, the uses of um, getting, it's called vascular gymnastics, using heat with water to open the body up to breathe better. The skin is like a third lung, using cold to close things down and contract, and you alternate hot, cold, hot, cold. So if you don't have a, a steam, like I'm blessed, I have a steam in my home, and we all can't go to a gym these days, but you can do hot and cold showers, no slipping allowed. And we don't. this is not like a five-minute shower as cold as you can, but it is a 30, 45-minute uh, uh, shower as cold as you can, which can, you might think, is five minutes. But I'm telling you, in terms of circulation, this second tip is not just drinking water. It's not, you know, some people love to be in water, and that might have to do with their astrological sign or who knows what it might have to do with. Some people like the mountains, some people like the earth, some people like fire, and some people really like water. I'm saying, no matter what your preference is in that regard, there's a way of using hot and cold, and one can do it in the shower, where you do hot, cold, hot, cold, always end with cold, do a couple of cycles, it will make an enormous difference. When I took a six-month course when I was in medical school on hydrotherapy, the teacher said, to pass this course, you must take a hot, cold, hot, cold shower five days a week for the entire course. I don't want wow. you to just study books, of which one of the books was this book by Kellogg of Bottle Creek, 
Maybe I'll bring it to you. We'll flip through it over elderberry wine when we chat. That sounds you, sounds good to me. You'll be, you'll be amazed. So I want listeners to realize that not only are they not drinking enough water, but there's a way that we can use water, and you'll see how much more color there is in your cheeks. You'll see how much warmer you are in cold weather, and that the, the your extremities, which usually because of tension and sympathetic dominance, that means your adrenals are really going, even though we don't have lions and bears, but we have so much stress that we're kind of getting ready to, to fight things, right? We're in a state of vigilance to kind of get ready to pounce. Well, when you do, that's why people in hot tubs, the you know Norwegians and the Swedes and Scandinavia, they really know about sitting in a hot tub. What do they do, Ken, when they get out of their hot tub? What do they do? Yeah, what are they, where they, do they, they go? They Where's the first prob- thing they go? I, they probably take a cold shower. They, well, or they go right in the snow. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, if yeah. they either go in a cold shower or they go right in the hot tub and, yeah. and, and they go in the snow and then they go back in the hot tub. And, and now, a lot of people listening don't have hot tubs. But there are people around the world, besides the Romans, that's why we were talking about togas at the beginning of the show, um, that, you know, knew about this whole world of hydrotherapy. So that's the second world. Drink more water, use more water, specifically alternating hot and cold. Start to learn about this whole world of vascular gymnastics. Three. Okay, everybody knows this, but I've got to say it. Even well, though I, I, say I just want to, before you get to three, before you get to yeah. three, I, yeah. I, w- I just want to find out how uh, that works, the hot and cold showers. Just uh, how long a period of time? Uh, does it matter? Or, uh, how, you know, you go back and forth between hot and cold, always end uh, with cold. Uh, but so, uh, how long a period of time are we talking about? Um, I think people should could start with like 30 to 40 seconds, which is going to seem oh. like a long time. Trust me, if there's no hot water on and it's just cold water and it's not 85 or 90 degrees out in the middle of July or August, that water is going to seem cold. So you might start with a regular shower and then turn the hot water off. And if if you want to get used to it, put your arm out, palm up, and then let the cold water go up your arm. Then the other arm, palm up, face down. Then, again, careful, no slipping allowed, no falling in the, in the bath or the shower. And then get the back of your neck and get the front of your body. So by the time you do your body, it's 30, 45 seconds. Turn off the cold water, and without burning, harming yourself is just not okay. Take as hot a shower as you can. Same thing. If you can't take as hot as it, because the water is just too hot, on the front of your body, back of your body, you do it on the palm of your hand, let it go up your arm, turn your arm over, got the drill, and then do the back of your neck and your back and your butt and then the front of your body, and then put the cold water back on. When you do that for a week or two, you'll be able to do a minute, minute and a half. Singing, screaming, chanting, <laughs> loud noises, they're all highly suggested and permitted. Okay, I got you. I'm going to give it a shot. I got it. Number three. 
the third, it's a little easier. We're going to calm things down a little. Everybody take a breath. How about just eat more fresh vegetables, five colors a day? You know, just, just bring your little boy out, Ken. You know, when you're with your honey, ask her to bring her little girl out and count colors. You're eating a minimum of five different colors a day. Most people eat, this is different than everyone should be a vegan or nobody should do paleo and everybody should eat this, that, or the other. We'll get to some of that and some of the other tips. I'm just saying eat food that's more alive. Eat food that still has enzymes. Eat food that comes from trees or ground that hasn't been cooked that much. Now, we don't have to go to the extreme and become raw food fanatics. If that's true for some people, okay, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm just saying, here's a tip for most people. You're going to feel better if you eat food that's more alive, that's less preserved and less additives, that's less junk. And one way to do that is more fruit in the summer, got it, but we don't live in Hawaii and Florida or California where it's hotter all the time. So generally speaking, it's an 80-20 rule. You're having more at like 80% veggies, 20% fruit a little different in the hotter weather of June, July, and August. But for the most part, the, the tip here, the secret, is count colors. Red, purple, orange, white, green, different shades of green. And, if, and then five would be a minimum. Right? I'm, 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 I'm thinking of one of my mentors, <clears throat> Linus Pauling, got a Nobel uh-huh. Prize in science. So he's no slouch. He wasn't getting a Nobel Prize for poetry. He he got a Nobel Prize in science. He said over 90% of most cancers can be prevented. He said it like 20 years ago. He said the way people can do that is to have a minimum of seven cups of vegetables a day. Well, I don't eat seven cups of vegetables a day, but I do drink vegetable juices. And that's a different, we can do a whole show on vegetable juices and what organs they work and what organs they don't work on. But generally speaking, baked, grilled, broiled, raw salads, the only exception would be is don't do a lot of deep frying your vegetables. If you want to lightly saute vegetables in sesame oil or olive oil, fine. But the point is, whether you're having salads or steamed, don't boil the vegetables. Then you look at the water. The water is green, right, Ken? But that's so all the all the chlorophylls in the water now. You've just boiled it out. Yep. Right. So baked, right. broiled, grilled, raw—it's a secret. Now it doesn't mean never have chips. It doesn't mean never have bacon or a cheeseburger. I mean, if if you think you've had enough of that, then minimize it or don't have it. But I'm talking about let's focus on what to do more of. And it, while people say, well, I eat more vegetables, what they sometimes mean is they don't just have lettuce and tomato, which is what I had as a kid growing up. So they add like yep. one other thing. Well, I have broccoli. Well, when was the last time you had parsnips? Or when was the last time you had baked squash? Or when was the last time you had rutabaga? Or when was the last, you know, there's so many vegetables to try and then incorporate. So rather than what is a rutabaga? What does that look like? Just the game is, be like a little boy or a little girl. Think color. That's the tip. Outstanding. Five different colors a day at least. Minimum. 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 Watch, you, watch what right. happens to your body. Yep. All right. 
Let's try number four before we have to uh, take a break here. Okay. You like this one. You and Jay Dog have talked about this in the last number of weeks. Exercise, move, stretch, dance. You know, if you we – we pray not and we're glad you're not in a wheelchair, but people in wheelchairs, besides that they do marathons, they can stretch. People in wheelchairs have done my Love Your Body program and exercise. There are exercises for people that they can do, even if they can't stand up and walk and have weight bearing. But for someone like you and I, there is the stretching of our thighs. There's the stretching of our back. There's the moving of the ligaments and tendons that hold the muscles to the bone. There's the more you exercise, the better your brain is going to function. The more you exercise, the more you're going to stand up straight. The more you stand up straight, your bowels are going to work better. Your whole body is going to work better. Your posture is going to work better. So many people are on the phone or on their computer, and they realize that their whole life, if you look at people, sometimes their head is, the older people, you know, their head is kind of like leaning forward, Ken. You know, right. like, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and when I have a patient like that with Parkinson's or different things, I'll put my hand on their upper sternum and my hand on their back, and I'll say, let me straighten you out and see what this feels like. So as you know, I have a lot of respect for chiropractic, Dr. Peter and Patty here in the Boston area, Dr. Stephanie close to you. I mean, there are some right. chiropractors right. that are just crazy gifted. I mean, they're really talented. Uh, and, and that can be preventively. That's not just, oh, I've got a back problem, elbow problem, or shoulder problem. You know, you look at somebody like Dr. Stephanie with her success over what she's been in the Concord area for 20 years. And there are, there are chiropractors all over the country as an example. Now, they don't necessarily exercise with you, but it's part of people understanding this particular tip that whether you're swimming, whether you're dancing, whether you're walking, that there's something about aging gracefully and taking care of this physical bodysuit by really appreciating the relationship between muscles, tendons, ligaments, and the nervous system, really understanding how there's your brain, that's one nervous system, and then you got all these nerve roots coming off your vertebrae. And it's a secret. It's not a secret. Is it a secret? I don't know, Ken. It, it is. It, I'm just letting people know. Stretch. Don't take your body for granted. Because the more you get into your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you just watch people, it's like somebody's kind of pushed them forward a little bit. You know what I'm saying, Ken? You know, their head's yep, looking do. down. They're not, like, yep. they're not looking forward anymore. And that's a, 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 a two-way arrow. If your brain is aged or you've got things like mild dementia or Parkinson's or different kinds of brain concerns, that's going to be very difficult for your brain to send signals for you to stand up straight. The opposite, the other is you don't have Parkinson's, you don't have any dementia, you don't have any brain concerns, you just haven't practiced listening to your body and standing straight. You know, you're like a regular human being who's had all these mental, emotional, spiritual, physical challenges, and you haven't released all of those tensions in your body for years enough. 
Whereas if you really got yourself into a walking routine or a swimming routine or something, stretching, or you saw Dr. Stephanie or Dr. Peter, you really worked with somebody to get you moving, it would be at a huge plus as you get into your 50s, 60s, and 70s, because you would then be sending signals to your brain because you're used to standing up straight. I had to teach myself this, Ken, because I was so overweight in my 20s, in my teens and early 20s, that I, my uh, spinal muscles along the, my two sides of my spine, there's this long muscle on both sides of the spine. It hadn't been used. I mean, you know, for me to sit cross-legged and meditate, which, you know, you don't have to sit cross-legged and meditate, but I, I literally couldn't sit for any length of time because those muscles had not been used. So I'll leave that as the tip before we take a break, and then I'll go over some more things. Stretch, move your body in some way that you are breathing and having some fun. That's, that's the tip. See if you can get into moving in a way that's fun. Ken, should we go dancing together when we do our elderberry I, I'm wine? I'm not so sure about that. I, that I'm not so sure about. But if we have enough elderberry wine, maybe we will. I don't know. <laughs> I love to make you laugh. That's good. Dr. Barry Taylor is with us, the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing. And today, uh, we're feeling alive, feeling vibrant. We're hearing the top ten secret love your body tips. And we'll have more coming up after these words with Dr. Taylor on 1077 The Pulse and News Talk 98.1 WTSN. 1077 The Pulse, News Talk 98.1 WTSN. Dr. Barry Taylor is with us this afternoon with the top ten secret love your body tips for feeling alive and vibrant. And we have gotten to number five. If anybody wants a copy of this, can um, they can email me, and um, I will be happy to send them a PDF with lots more de- um, details and uh, footnotes than what we're able to go over. Um, so five, we've kind of alluded to that. I'll be quick with five is read labels. You know, there are a lot of people who shop and they just buy something. Uh, I'm offering people to read labels. And if there's something on a label of a food that you don't know what it is, you might want to consider not buying it, or you might want to consider Googling it. Most people have their smartphone on, the, on them when they're shopping. Look it up. People eat, mm, the average person, I know it's hard to imagine, about three pounds of preservatives and additives and colors and all sorts of things per year. doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot when you think of, like, well, in that one bag of something or that one bottle of something, it's got to be fractional. Yeah, it adds up over a year. And over years, that's part of why people have these mysterious, complicated, all sorts of different kinds of diseases. Six would be to reduce alcohol, sugar, dairy, and animal food generally. I'm not proposing that people become vegans and nobody should have grass-fed meat or nobody should have a drink of a, a beer. I mean, you and I got a date. We're going to have some elderberry wine. You I'm not saying nobody are. should have a birthday cake. But I'm saying that with the amount of dietary fat that people eat in cheeses and butter and milk, with the, the way that the dairy lobby has kind of hoodwinked that everybody needs milk for strong bones, which is so mythologic, I'm saying be more conscious 
about sugar, alcohol, dairy, and animal food in general. Be, be more aware of what it does to your liver, how it creates plaque for your heart. Learn about that. Seven. Okay. Here's a tip. Ken, you know me pretty well. This is a, one really near and dear to my heart. I'm going to suggest as a tip for being vital and radiant, really embracing life, not just existing, but really thriving, that people find a way to pray or meditate or visualize something as a way to get out of your normal, discursive, logical, left brain mode of thinking, feeling, some way of spending 30 seconds or a minute. Does that seem like a long time? I mean, we're not monks. We're not devoting three, four, five, six hours a day. That would be if you were not a householder, you were a monk. I'm talking about taking some dedicated time. How about a minute to connect to some other energy other than your thought process, other than your feelings, something that I'm going to say is beyond the reasonable, that you don't have to get confounded. How do you do that? Well, there are a number of ways you could do that. If you want to be religious, you could read a, 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 a Bible or something that is religious in your following. If, if you do want something a little less religious, you could listen to music in something that's probably not Purcell Trumpets or Aerosmith. You've probably never heard Purcell Trumpets and Aerosmith in the same sentence, but you get no, the drift. first time. <laughs> first time, yeah. So that you understand, I like Purcell, and I'm very close with Aerosmith, uh, but, y y you know, I'm talking about something that's going to settle. And we all vibrate with different notes. Not everybody likes E-flat or G major or C major, but that's also a different show, that different human beings vibrate with different keys musically. But find some music that is calming for you. That's a way to... Or you could move your body. There's something called Tai Chi and Qigong, which generates energy in your core. So the seventh tip is for self-care, is to recognize that we are spiritual beings. And what I mean by that, Ken, is I don't know about past lives. This life seems to be challenging enough for me. So I don't know anything about past lives. I don't do work with chakras. They may or may not exist, like there are energy centers of the body. Okay, so maybe, but that's just not my wheelhouse. But there are ways of us leaning into compassion and forgiveness, what I call spiritual qualities. And one of the ways of getting into that, those kinds of frequencies is to find stillness. That no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and who can who who couldn't afford a minute or two to of, of, you know, of dedicated of, daily time. So right. there are a lot of people who go to church and temple and I ask them, uh, you know, are you spiritual? And they say yes, and they're very, very devout church or temple goers, but the church and temple and I don't mean this in a demeaning way, I'm just saying what I get from them and is it a very social and that's fine. You know, one of the new chapters in my revised book is about community. We, we all like community. Community is really important, challenging the COVID universe. But I'm talking about whether you go to church or not, there's an inner sanctuary inside your psyche 
that you could keep refurbishing and keep d dwelling in so it becomes more and more familiar. So one way of doing that would be, eight. here's a doorway. Make a conscious intention to appreciate beauty. There was a book many years ago. Do you remember a book called The Celestine Prophecy? I, I do it, not. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for, I don't know, four or five years. It was crazy, millions and millions of copies. People thought it was real, that it was a real story. In fact, it wasn't. It was a made-up story where somebody was, like, looking for the Holy Grail. Somebody was looking for the, you know, keys to the kingdom, so to speak. And, the right. first, and it was like a treasure hunt. And the first key was the appreciation of beauty. The first way of opening up, so it kind of dovetails on pray, meditate, or visualize, take a dedicated moment in your life. One way of doing that is be one of those people where you don't just take the ordinary for granted. Comment. Let, let the other person know. Let the tree know. Let, 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 let yourself know. Wow. D don't just, oh, that's nice, but, you know, kind of like, dramatize it a little bit. That's really beautiful. And, and that takes practice because, as you know, we're all creatures of habit, and sometimes it's easier for some of us to be criti critical. And, it's you know, we, we, we take things away from, we see what's lacking rather than what's present. Also another show. And, and the ninth key is to connect with nature. Very important. Since you and I don't live on farms, we are pretty citified, even if we live in the suburbs. I'm talking about there's a practice of self-care, of being really vibrant, of touch a tree, touch, a, touch the ground. Even, again, I'm into short moments. It could be 30 seconds. It could be 10 seconds of how many people leave their house, get into their car, drive the car, go to wherever they're shopping, go to wherever they're buying something or delivering, and they take the earth and the sky and everything that this gorgeous world can offer us through sight and touch and smell. Listen to the birds. You know, one of the things for me about living where I live is I love this time of year because about a month ago at my bedroom, 5, 5, 36 o'clock in the morning, I hear the birds. And yeah. for me, it's just a wonderful way of, Ah, what a delightful way to wake up, listening to the birds. And I'm it is. suggesting it is. that one of, yep. the, one of the things for people who are normal is that we've lost our contact with the natural world. Oh, I hear you. We have time for one more? Real I quickly? do. I, I have time for one more. I do. Okay, here we go. Be happy to send a PDF to anybody. And we go over all of this in a lot more detail as an experience when I lead Love Your Body programs. But the last one is to be aware of your breath. You know, I mean, I know that I can go through a whole day or two and not be aware of my breath. And I've spent thousands and thousands of hours having teachers coach me about being aware of my breath. So, you know, you teach what you need to learn. I'm saying that for all of us, Ken, there's a different relationship with being in your body when you can have more awareness of your breath. Your breath is an ally. It can help you release tension, but it also can be something that can allow you to connect in a lot of other ways that are just 
thinking. So the last tip, which is, uh, you know, books and books and experiences to learn about is to consciously breathe. Consciously take a breath in, consciously let it out. And we can deal with overwhelming feelings and real challenging emotions by using our breath more wisely without stripping our clothes off and putting monk's robes on. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of what I do with music and fun and laughter when I lead people on these 21-day Love Your Body programs. So thank all you right. so much. You got any questions? Be- you got it, you well, got it thank all down? You. Thank you. Do, do some deep, I'm going to do some deep breathing during our next break here. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and we should all probably do more of it. I agree. Yeah. Some great tips, Dr. Taylor. We appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to uh, reconvening uh, very soon. God bless. Thanks, Ken. Thank you for having me on. I wish you well. All right. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Dr. Barry Taylor, love your body, your path to transformation, health and healing. That is his book.